Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of the Brother and Sister Podcast. I am your host, Pug Flavor, and my co-host is... Tressa Michener. Tressa Michener, and we have a very, very, very special guest in the house today, Miss <laughs> Tina Marie. How are you doing, Tina? I'm just so excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. We, we appreciate you coming, Tina. You're yeah. more than welcome. So we want to dive into you this ain't, topic. You ain't, sing, you ain't sing with Rick James, did you? Ooh. <laughs> uh, Fire oh, no. and desire. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> but yeah. But uh, yes, uh, very special guest in the house today, Miss Tina Marie. And like, we just want to... Hear from you and hear your story and all the things you went through and don't hold nothing back. Spill the tea all you want to. Let's get it. I don't think y'all have enough room for me to spill the tea. <laughs> but my name is Tina Marie. I want to get into this topic about okay. this domestic violence. Okay. So go ahead on, Tina, and tell us about your amazing journey with this domestic violence because we got Ooh. so much to talk about. Yes. So... Domestic violence started um, when I was probably about eight or nine. Um, My mom, she used to verbally abuse me. Um, She used to tell me things like I would never be nothing. Um, So it it actually started from from my mom. Um, And then when I was like about nine or 10, I was actually um, in forced care. Forced care wasn't too bad. Um, But then um, my grandmother, she ended up getting custody of me. And then the verbal abuse, it just continued on. Um, And I know a lot of people, they look at like, domestic violence and they more so look at it as being like a physical thing but verbal abuse was really the the root of my abuse um and then oh my god then I thought I had met Prince Charming and woo Jesus (laughs) oh man he was charming but he definitely wasn't no prince (laughs) changed the game up on you huh woo he changed no he taught me a whole nother new game yeah yeah Let's talk about that new game he taught you. Ooh, <laughs> Jesus. So um, when me and him first met, I was actually on welfare. At that time, I had already had two kids, two different baby daddies. Jesus. And um, one of my friends, she had um, said, hey, I got this nice guy for you to meet. Keywords, she said. Nice, but <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> so... It it started off as me and him going on dates and he would put money in my bag. And at the time, I think my son was maybe about seven months. He would buy Pampers and he would just shout. He was taking me through the love bombing stage. And that that stage is when they shower you with love and affection and gifts. And a boy was he wheeling me in. Bait, bait you up. Yeah. Ooh, man, that bait was nice. It was trips. I was, you know, oh, take, look, taking some of the money, buying like my friends' clothes. So I was just yeah. like, oh my God, I'm so in love. And then he was like, hey, you should move in. But um, he had a, he had actually bought a house like I think it was almost like an hour and a half, like um, 
away from my family and friends. And my friends, they would be like, well, why do you have to move almost two hours away? I'm like, well, listen, you can just come visit. But in that stage, he was basically isolating me, like away from like my family and friends. Right. Um, and that's, then he that's was, the usual suspect. There. Ooh, yeah. And I didn't even know. I Trying said, to get you away from everybody. Yeah. Look, I was like, woo, I'm not on welfare no more. I ain't got no food stamps. I'm living in this big, beautiful house. <laughs> right. Ooh, I'm living the American dream. And then um, that was when the abuse started. You know, it was the it was the hitting. It was him hanging out. It was him playing mind games. Um, my breaking point was when he had a gun to to my head. Oh man! And, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, I don't seen a lot of it, a lot of different situations. And um, oh man, that's rough. I know Trust can really relate to that as well because she yeah. went through a lot and and. You know, I went through a few things, but it was kind of reversed. Yeah. Um, wow. It yeah. was reversed. It was like, I, I'm going to tell you, like one day, <laughs> me and her was like, uh, we was in a heated argument and like, uh, and it was a very heated argument and and there were no, no licks was thrown. Nobody put their hands on each other, but um, she had called the cops on me. And I'm like, me, I'm, I'm top guy. I ain't going to sit and wait on the cops. I'm right. gone. <laughs> it was out. <laughs> I'm right. out. So, uh, you know, life goes on. I came back home and didn't think nothing of it. Life goes on. So about maybe a year later, mm-hmm. I'm driving down the highway and the sheriff get behind me. I'm like, what the sheriff doing? He behind me, follow me. I'm like, okay, well, you know, turn the blue lights on, pull me. Say, hey, Mr. Banks, can you step out the car? I'm like, you know my name? He said, I said, what's up? He said, you under arrest. I said, under arrest? Under arrest for what? Wow. He said, you under arrest for assault on a female. Assault on a female? Me? You sure you got wow. the right guy? I ain't never saw no females. I saw the who, and then he told me the name, and it was her. And then she called the cops on me a year before. Mm. It took a year. They didn't come looking for me. They didn't come to the house. None of that. They took me to jail. I went from riding my Mustang, oh my, to downtown God. in shackles from head to toe, <laughs> hopping with them chains, yeah. on, oh going in front God. of the courtroom. It was just so happened to be court time. I went in the courtroom. I had called her and let her know, yo, they got me locked up, saying I assaulted you. She came right on down there in, in front of the judge. She told the judge that I didn't do nothing. I didn't assault her at all. And, you know, and to this day, that that went on my record. Right. And I was like, well, why it's on my record? They said, you got to go get a lawyer to get it off your record. I said, I didn't have to have a lawyer to put it on my record. So, right. I mean, why can't y'all take it off? Wow. So, it's, it's it kind of, for the guys, it's kind of rough. But I, and at the same time, it's rough because... Guys some guys do do it, right? But some, you just happen to be one of them good guys right. who don't oh. fall into right. that. And it was, it was, you know, it was one of them situations. But um, and then it's like, you know, and like I said, the guys that do it, you know, I hate those guys because they give us a bad rep. You know, it's right. like, and they hit women and stuff like that, and they give right. us a bad rep because automatically the system gonna if a woman go down there and complain on a guy, the system gonna automatically take us out, yeah. right? But in a lot of the majority of situations, I think that the guys that hit women is, you know, it's really been done. You know, right. something need to be done about it. But, you know, it dep- I guess it depends on who you get in the system, because a lot of people in the system don't care. So right. From my, mm-hmm. my standpoint. But, um, you know. Yeah. But tell us been. about this. Um, how this came up with the gun and all this. Yeah. Yeah. Let me hit it. So <laughs> they like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I just did my little part. Let me yeah. shut up. Don't get right. Um, okay, so 
that night he had went out. He came in the house at like, I think it was like around three or four. And I was like, listen, I'm at my breaking point. I'm just tired. You hanging out three and four o'clock in the morning. I was like, it's time for me to go. And I want to say this. That's the last thing that you want to do is tell him that you're ready to go. And he said, you ain't leaving up out of here. Oh, my goodness. And I said, Lord, I'm about to die. Oh, my God. And he pulled that trigger. Lord knows. And I said, God, listen. (laughs) What you mean? He pulled the trigger? He, like, caught the back or what? No, he pulled the trigger. Oh, my God. Yeah. When he That's pulled crazy. the trigger, what happened? Was the gun loaded? Of course, I don't know this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, told yeah, you. I don't <laughs> really think that I don't it know was if he, loaded. He might have had a bad aim. I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't really was. think it was loaded because he did it twice. Mm-hmm. So I think it was more so he was trying the to put part. more fear mm-hmm. in me. Right. Um, and I was just like, "Oh my God, Lord, I'm about I'm to like, die." It, it worked. <laughs> and yes, at yes. that very moment I said listen I got to go So I took a whole year of Planning to leave So right. um, the money that he would give me I would save up um, I started working so out You was kind of mentally setting it up Mentally you know? yeah. because at that moment you could, I knew You couldn't show your whole, you couldn't show your whole cord now. You yeah. gotta, yeah, I gotta do this no, mentally no. <laughs> Gotta be smart about it right. Yeah. And right. at that time I I really wasn't into God the way how I am into God now. Like people would be like, right. "Well, you need to go to church," and I'm just like, "I got this money, this house, and cars." Like, I really, I really didn't. At that point, I felt like that I didn't need it, God. But I remember right. going to the park and sitting down and um, speaking to God and telling God, "Listen, if you free me, I promise to leave and to help bring other women out." Right. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. And I just want to speak to the audience as far as teenagers, young girls who end up in a bad situation with domestic violence. Um, just like my situation, because I was young, a teenager. Mm-hmm. But if I would have only listened to my mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the people that's in your corner that loved you, uh, love you. I say love because my mom's gone. But the person that loves you and is trying to tell you the right information it can avoid we can avoid a lot of things that we went through. You know you was whole headed when you was young. <laughs> you know good as well. He called you out. He always do. No. Oh, it don't matter. It don't matter. No, no, it don't when you're young, you know what I'm it saying? Hey, for real, you need to listen to the grown ups, man. Like and, and that to each his own. Handle yeah. the cordling. Yeah. Because some grown ups give you the wrong information right. too. You know what I'm right. saying? It depends on who it is and you know, if you trust them and you like, you know, you know who you can trust to the, after you get a certain age, like, but you know the ones you can't trust, don't follow your instincts, kind right. of sort of. And then when you get yourself in these situations, you don't want to bring your family into it because right. you you right. scared you like what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and in your mind, in your heart, you want this person to be the person that you see them as yep. because you feel so bad because you don't want to say, man, my family is right. Mm-hmm. One, yeah. one thing about it, when if you say if you bring two guys in a situation and two guys get into it, they might not never make up. You and that guy might make up tomorrow, right? Right. But those two guys or that two girls, they get in that fight or argument, whatever. Right. It, ain't, it might not get back right, like talking about. So right. that's kind of why you don't want to, right? Want because 
because yeah. it's just like a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bring you in my situation with my husband because we're gonna be good to go tomorrow. Right. But you're right. gonna still be mad I'm, I'm with him. I'm still hot. I'm still hot. <laughs> still no, mad. I'm pissed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's why you don't put people in situations like that because mm-hmm. y'all easily make up. Mm-hmm. And right. then the family member or the cousin or whoever is just mad and don't like this person for the rest of their life. Right. But here y'all, y'all happy go lucky. Mm-hmm. And it was just, y'all just was arguing 10 minutes ago. Yep. So that's one reason why you don't want to bring family into this. But at the same time, what do you do? So I think what you were saying is when you're in a situation like this, you need to sit back, have a mental evaluation and plan. How do I overcome this? So how do I bring a strategic plan to this situation to get me out of Mm -hmm. this situation? I got myself in Mm -hmm. because we have to admit we make some bad choices, too. Oh, yeah. And with us making these bad choices, when we already know this does not work. Mm-hmm. We still trying to make it work when we can't change nobody but us, but ourselves, right. you know, but we keep trying to think we can change this person when you can't change anybody else. Mm-hmm. They have to want to change. Mm-hmm. But if you're already battling this situation, it's just a ongoing situation because yeah. here you are doing something that only God can do is change that right. person. Right. Yep. Right. The same that's way he changed us. Right. That, when you call on me, and he might not do it when you want it, but it's right. always on time. You know always on time. <laughs> right. Always on time. And you know what? You you have brought up um, like teenagers, and it's crazy because my kids saw me being abused. And I know sometimes we don't think that kids understand, but well, they understand. Right. They understand. When we understood. We understood. <laughs> yeah. We went through a whole childhood of fighting. Um, guys, with the families no fighting, yeah. I'm every a, weekend, I got old enough, and I'm holding the guy like, nah, you ain't hitting no more. Every weekend, You're like, pug, let me go. I'm not right. Like, yeah, as I was holding the guy, and like I said, you ain't hitting mama no more. You know what I'm saying? And I, when I got strong enough, it stopped. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you ain't hitting mama no more. That's just it. It's a done deal. It's over. And he respected me from that, and he never did yeah. it again. And, wow. and then when this happens too, with when the son or the child gets older, mm-hmm. and they can defend mama. It puts them in a whole nother situation as well, because then that stepfather or father, whoever may be mad with the child because mm-hmm. now this child don't grew up watching you beat this woman mm-hmm. for years. Right. Now they're yeah. saying it's not going to happen no more. Not, mm-hmm. on not on my watch. Right. So then it can put a discord between that child and that father mm-hmm. because of the situation because they're not going to let you beat mom no more. It's yep. just not going to happen. Yeah. And so it's so many situations that come out of domestic violence where it divides families. Mm-hmm. And also it creates as a child that this is something normal when it's not normal. And you know what? Um, my daughter, she, well, hers was kind of flipped. She felt as though that it was okay to be abused. So she ended up, dating is this guy she ended up getting pregnant and he actually shot in her car and the bullet missed her head wow and you know i told her i said listen do not date this guy and she's like oh okay it's fine same thing we was talking about yep yep Yep. generational curse (laughs) so it will affect your kids too so yep and, yeah. and, you that's, know, that's why I like the word tradition. I don't like it too much because, I mean, I, some things tradition, but some things not. It's time to change up. Because like I said, it's, you know, that generational curse, we're going to break that generational cycle. Right. You know and, what that's, and that's what we are doing. We're mm-hmm. trying to break the generational cycle. We're trying to be 
a generational change, a change uh, agent for our generation. I want to be generational good things, right. generational right. wealth. Right. <laughs> Let's generate that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Generate millions. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Exactly. So that's why we tell our story to give God glory and to speak about these situations and these traditional mm-hmm. things that went on in families and households so long that we got to break this stuff because mm-hmm. it's not good for our population. It's not mm-hmm. good for our culture. Mm-hmm. It's not good for our race. It's just not good altogether. It's just yeah. not good. Mm-hmm. And just like he was saying on a man's point of view, mm-hmm. there's so many men that get accused for stuff and get something on that record, which holds them down mm-hmm. when they didn't even do it. Yeah. And, so he's never been a woman beater. Never. Wow. Never. Never. When I see my mom get hit, I would never hit a woman. Like, you know what I'm saying? For that to happen to me, mm. I was like, nah, man, you, it's tripping. But I, I, they shackled me up. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And wow. it was it was, a, it was an experience. And, but unfortunate. But um, and like I said, that, like I said, it can be verbal abuse as well as physical. Like, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, whew, it's a lot to it. It definitely is. Um, and I know that you went through the situation and when you made your strategy and made your plan to get out, tell us about that. Okay. So my first step was getting to know God on a much more personal level because yes, because I had to understand who God was Mm -hmm. and I had to also understand my worth as a woman, because once you understand who, who you are, then the game changes things change and then you realize oh my god like no a man is not supposed to hit me a man is not supposed to talk talk down to me that was my first step um and when you and when you got that relationship with god Mm -hmm. that's when you forgave him right yep and that's when you can actually have a conversation because we're not talking about this to, to downgrade anyone right. because God changes everybody and mm-hmm. can change right. anybody that yes. wants to be changed. Mm-hmm. But from the point of view we talking about is once we got to that point and loving us and seeing how much God love us because the revelation that came to me mm-hmm. when I started loving myself is because God showed me that he died for me mm-hmm. so I said I will never allow or accept anything less than that if I yes. already had a man to die for me mm-hmm. why would I accept anything less yeah Jesus Christ did it already yeah so I'm not gonna set accept less than what I supposed to have mm-hmm. which is the person that God has gave me for my soulmate. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your next steps. So my next step was understanding the the different types of signs because a lot of times we can be blind mm-hmm. and we can miss yeah. the red flags. That's a good one. Or sometimes we don't miss them. We we see them and then we like, well, maybe this person will change. Right. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. Mm-mm. It don't change. It's only on God's timing. God can be the only right. one that changes them. Yeah, and it's like it's like when you when you step your game up, it's like they shrink down. Like yeah, yep. the bigger mm-hmm. you get, the smaller they get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of speak. Like right. you know what I'm saying. Like I was telling you about Tressa's situation, yep. and when she came home, had a her ex just <laughs> it was just it was, different. It was so different. Look, like, it was just different. <laughs> He it was, was like, oh, my God, yeah. she a new woman. I'm yep. scared exactly. now. Right. Yep, but, That's exactly what it was. But when I, I think about that and I give God the glory because my heart was so pure at that time, all I wanted to do was see everybody saved and mm-hmm. everybody knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. So I had literally got a Bible and gave it to him. Wow. 
And mm-hmm. when it came back to me, I had, they had told me that he was reading the Bible. Wow. So mm-hmm. that's why I said it's God's timing and God is the only one that can change any individual. Mm-hmm. But he changes people. Yeah. Right. So that's why we're here trying to encourage people. Mm-hmm. If you are one of those male figures that's abusing a woman or, or physically, mentally, mm-hmm. however it may be, God can change you if -hmm. you allow him. I don't see why a man would want to see a woman with black eyes or or bruised up unless there's something mentally going on within themselves. Mm -hmm. The same way we had to do the work. Yeah. They need to do the work and allow God to clean you up because that's not who you are. It's not who you are to be dominant, to beat up a female Mm -hmm. when you don't, you don't even fight males. Yeah. And and for the, Bigger women and the little guys. <laughs> yeah. Don't be beat on them guys. That's, that's true. And guys that's don't true. like black guys. You heard that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah, you heard it right women do it too. Yeah. That's right. They do. Trust they beat them in. Willie, uh, yeah. uh, man, I put my mom on trust with Floyd Mayweather. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> trust is strong, man. <laughs> Silly. She got muscles. I'm to she got you. muscles. That's because oh we fought. That's because we fought every day. <laughs> I put my mom on trouble. Floyd, you in trouble. <laughs> Pay for you, baby. Oh, oh my God. Let's get it. You is silly. Tina, tell us. Finish telling us. Floyd, tell you us, heard it. You heard it, Floyd. <laughs> Trust it in the, in the ring. Floyd, I Pay love boxing. Oh, That's all I can say. Floyd. I'm rooting for you. That Go ahead, Tina. I'm saying. So, um, <laughs> another step is, you know, um, getting legal help mm-hmm. see i had to go through um like a a crazy divorce um so i had to find a lawyer so what i did was i i took the money that i was saving paid for for the lawyer so i was like oh yeah i got my lawyer right i said oh yeah it's it's over <laughs> and then um i had this is amazing i had ended up calling my mom which was the same person that abused me as a child was the same person that I had to run to run to. And that was another healing process. I'm like, Oh my God. So how did, I mean, like, how did she, like, how did she receive arms? Like she was like, I'm coming to get you right now. So she was, um, at the time I was in Jersey. So she drove seven hours to come and um, pick me up. Mm -hmm. So what, what I would do is I would buy clothes for me and my kids, and I would mail it to to her house. Right. But let me send tell up, you, send up the stage. I <laughs> was setting it up. I had my plan. I was ready to go. Right. But that that day when when my mom when my mom came to pick me up, um, we was getting all of my stuff out the house, and he pulled up. Oh man. Mm. I said, oh, oh my God. I know you feel under the table. Girl, <laughs> my heart was on the ground. My, my heart beating for you right now. Uh, look, I was like, oh my God. And I've always been a big a big fan of Lifetime movies. And right. I was like, I'm in my own Lifetime movie. And he stood, he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm leaving. He was like, I'm going to make sure that you lose everything. But your mom was there with you. And my mom said, you better not touch her. You better not right. touch her. That's I said, right. well, you better not, not touch you been not touch mom. Boy, look, I got in that car <laughs> right. and I drove mm-hmm. eight yes. hours mm-hmm. to good old North Carolina. And I've been here ever since. But it was a good thing yeah. your mom was with you. So that That's way, right. you know, he didn't. 
Because your mom was there that probably stopped the whole yeah, anything. It could have happened. Because, you know? listen, I, ooh, if she wasn't there, good God I'm Almighty. Saying, yeah, man. So mm-hmm. when you got to your mom's and you got semi out of the situation, mm-hmm. how did you move forward? So I started going to church. Um, and then. Um, you got in church. You didn't. That's proper steps. I'm sorry. Well, mm-hmm. hold on. I had to go through this. Even though I was going to church, mm-hmm. I was still drinking and smoking. I mm-hmm. cried. For like the first year, I had to go through this whole healing process, and it was ugly. Tell us about that, though. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the drinking and the smoking and the things you was going through, and and why did you start subjecting subjecting yourself to the drinking and the smoking or all of these things? Depressed, like the depression kick in, a little bit of everything. Well, because I was I was so used to living in my own house and having money Mm. and having a nice car and hit the reset button and and I just felt so 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 you was zeroed out I was zero out Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh my and then at that time I was actually sending my mom money so I thought she was saving the money but she Mm. was spending the money Mm. and I said oh my god I don't have anything so I started drinking I started I was using things to medicate the pain Mm -hmm. um and then um one day i got so drunk i was laying on the floor i just threw up and i told god i'm tired i was like i'm ready to be healed and be free Mm -hmm. um and then i was able to find me a job and then from the job then i was able to find my own place and i've been rolling ever since i ain't went back to my mama house yet that's right (laughs) hey no i ain't no yet you better go back to my house oh no i'm sorry go back to my house no 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 no. (laughs) we're gonna speak that in existence we ain't going back right we're here to stay yeah so everything ended up panning out because you actually did the work on yourself Mm mm-hmm um, you overcame the drinking and the smoking and, mm-hmm. and got yourself together. So now tell us what you're doing. So now I end up starting a, a nonprofit called Crowns Rise where I help women that are just like me. I help them get out and stay out. Um, and then I'm also a real estate agent. So awesome. Awesome. holla at you, girl. Gotcha. You, know, you know how I love some real estate. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was able to to take everything that God has given me about leaving and about self-worth, and I was turning it into a book. And what's the name of that book? The Exit Strategy. The Exit Strategy. Yes. 12 12 Steps steps. Out of a Toxic Relationship. Yes. So this book will help that individual that's in a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. um, giving them that strategy to come out with the 12 steps that mm-hmm. you took Yes, to come out of that situation and help mm-hmm. them to become free. Yes. All right. And awesome. step one is about God because... Step one. Yes. Relationship. Relationship yep. with Relationship. God. Relationship. Because we are nothing without him. Right. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So awesome. what's step two? Step two is knowing what the signs are. So um, in, in step two, I'm going over the, the different signs. Um, and then step three is I'm, I'm talking about creating boundaries. Because when you create boundaries, when, when you stand on everything that you said, right. people will 
respect you. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you have that's one of the most important things is setting your own boundaries for your life. Yeah. I mean, whether it's financial, mm-hmm. whether it's spiritual, mm-hmm. emotional, setting boundaries is what creates goodness. Yep. Because mm-hmm. now you got a standard that mm-hmm. you've set and you're yep. living up to your own standards. Yep. So boundaries is always good. Yeah. Awesome. And you better not cross them now. I ain't <laughs> right. the same person. That's <laughs> right. That's right. You heard it first. That's right. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Anything else, Trussell, you got to say? So I just want, Tina, is it anything else you want to give as far as advice or leave a lasting statement um, to the audience before we close out? So my last statement would be um, understanding that nobody is perfect. Um, that they, they say that the average woman leaves seven times before she actually leaves. So just have patience, put God first, and understand that change starts in, in your mind first. Yeah, and I'm, I want to speak to the women because I probably lost, left about 20 times. I know well, I did. Yeah. So I want to speak to the women that have children mm-hmm. by the individual mm-hmm. because that's a major factor. Um, I think with women who mm-hmm. may have went through a broken home or something, you want that foundation of the mother and the father and the kids to stay mm-hmm. in one household and you want this, this fairy tale, but you didn't even come in it as right. a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. But you're in your mind you're wanting to create this fairy tale and it keeps you still in this environment where you know it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. I mean, some, some maybe work, but some don't. Yeah, like handle the calling, the right. situation, right? Because yeah. some may work, and p- both may get help mm-hmm. or counseling or whatever. Mm-hmm. But a lot don't work, and yeah. when you're trying to keep a relationship together because of kids that are involved, it makes it more Man. difficult. Right, that make definitely make it more it make difficult. it more difficult. And right. I definitely have to add on this. Some people say I'm staying. Because of the kids. Uh, Listen, if your kids are being raised in a toxic environment, get them out. Stop uh, using the kids, please. Uh, for real. Yeah, because you're creating that childhood paradigm. Yeah. Right. You're, you're setting up within them in their subconscious mind mm-hmm. what they're you're setting up their life, their course. Yeah, they do what and, they see. Yeah, and they yep. do what they see. And this child may grow up wondering, why am I doing this? I can't right. get off this path. Yeah. It's their subconscious mind has already, it's rebirthing it. Mm-hmm. So it, it just creates another level of, um, another level of hardship that that child will end up going through as an adult because mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out what's going on with me. And all of this started from a child. Yeah. So that extra level that you put on them, it just, they're probably spend years trying to figure out why am I like yeah. this? Right. And mm-hmm. some may do the work and some may never do the work because they don't yeah. understand the subconscious mind as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And then two, one, one more thing yeah. that I um, mm-hmm. want to add. Um, my ex used to always say, nobody's going to want you with kids. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Mm-mm. That's just that hateful talk. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't want her to go nowhere. Yep. That's right. <laughs> you know That's, right. That's all that is. Don't nobody yes. want you. Oh, yeah. man. Somebody wants you. Oh, trust me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely don't listen to that, man. So, yeah. So, before you pass judgment off on us, make sure you're 100% perfect. That's right. And ain't nobody perfect. That's right. That's the whole point. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So, yes, yes, another episode of the Brother and Sister Podcast. 
I'm your host, Pug of Flavor. My ho- co-host is Tressa Mitchner with Miss <laughs> Tina Marie. Yeah, <laughs> we love y'all. Like, subscribe, all social media platforms, y'all. We love y'all. We out. Peace.